Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. On this episode, uh, we have a very special guest, uh, Gary Griffiths. How's it going, Gary? How are you? Good, mate. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> and we also have a very, very special guest, uh, the Wanderers' new signing and the saviour of our club, uh, Fumpa Mwan- Wandway. Am I saying I, I knew I was going to fuck Fumpa Mwandway. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so Fumpa, uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. So uh, before we get into the main interview, we kind of just like to ask you a couple of easier questions. So what's uh, what's what's your favorite cheat meal? My favorite cheat meal. Do you know what? I don't even consider this like a bad cheat meal, but I love a good like steak or lasagna. Nice. Like if I go out for food, like I'm going out and getting a steak and lasagna. Really, that's it. Like together, like steak and lasagna, because that's a pretty good, good fucking combo, to be honest with you. No, 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 it's one or the other. It's one or the other, with me. Can't be mixing both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a, a single tear has just fallen down the club nutritionist's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's doing some extra laps tomorrow. So uh, um, yeah, no. So, what's uh? Right, I'm doing a yo-yo test now. <laughs> what's uh, who's your uh, who's your favorite actor or actress? Oh, do you know what? Um, I've got a few. So nice. I'm really big on Marvel. Like, I'm a Marvel nerd. Really bad. So, <laughs> like, I love, like, Chris Hemsworth and, like, the four movies. And just in general, Ryan Reynolds, funniest guy, makes me laugh so much. Yeah, it would have been nice to get, like, a couple of uh, months at Wrexham, since they were quite close to it and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 So, have you heard of uh, a donair yet? It's the staple food of Halifax. It's like a kebab thing. So, somebody had asked me to, to ask you, have you had it yet? And I take that as a no. So, Gary, you can explain what it is. It's yeah, it's, you know, like, you know, like we'd have a donner kebab at the end yeah. of the night. It's their, it's their version of it. But it's, but it's like, they have it. It's like, it's still donner meat, but they have it in yeah. like a, in a wrap rather than pita bread. And they're really weird about having vegetables. Like when I used to have one back home, I'd always get like yeah. lettuce and onions with some yeah, garlic that, mayo that on it. The, Make yeah, you get healthy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they're, they're quite yeah. weird about it here and they have it with, it's like this sweet sauce, isn't it? Have you had it, Ant? Yeah, it's fucking disgusting, man. It's like, like, it, like, it, like I'm telling you, like, it's, it's not great. It, it, it's, oh. it's, it's basically like condensed milk. So it's like banoffee pie filling. That they stick a bit of garlic and salt into it and then stick it on a doner kebab. It's rotten. So, uh, no, yeah. It's not for no. Do not assault your intestines with that shit, man, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, so we've just insulted the city you've moved to. So that's amazing. Great start to the show, but, Gary. <laughs> but to be honest, I've only had a doner kebab once in my lifetime, if I'm being honest. Yeah, like, they're not, they're not huge in Ireland. Like, I, I would, it wouldn't be something I'd go and have. Like, a, like I, I'd be more of a, like, a... A bag of chips kind of person at the end of yeah. the Yeah, curry chips. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's that's the one. Um, so yeah, so just getting into the main interview. Uh, how did the move to Halifax come about? And when did you know all of this was happening? So I think it was like I'd say like two weeks ago, maybe just a little bit more. I got told by my agent there was interest and that they just watched a few of like the highlights. They were in contact with my agent anyway, for like other reasons. And then I got brought up into discussion. And they seemed quite interested, but obviously, you know, 
teams are interested all the time and like we had a lot of other teams being interested so it was just like I don't think anything solid was coming from it and then I went away with uh, the team I was at Newtown for the Europa Conference League qualifiers and we're in Faroe Islands and I think I, I didn't play m- much of the game then I think I only got 12 minutes and to be fair in the 12 minutes I was obviously positive when playing tried to like because we were down 1-0, so obviously when you come on the pitch, the first thing you want to do is try and get a goal back or like be positive when you're on the pitch. And uh, yeah, so I, I did well there. My agent said I did well. And then like the next day, I just got told, yeah, Halifax were triggering the release clause. And uh, to be honest, I was in the airport with the lads, so it was like I had a Zoom call with the gaffer and um, Matt Fegan like an hour later. And I was trying to like, so I had to move away from all the lads and sit in the corner of the airport by myself <laughs> on the floor. And like face out. And people were walking past and the lads started coming over wondering what I was doing. I was just like... <laughs> 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 yeah, literally. But um, yeah, so it was just come a bit of a shock. And then obviously um, the plan was... At first I thought I was going to come over a bit earlier than I did on the Sunday. But um, Newtown were quite adamant on me playing because the strategy we were like using for that game was based on me on the left wing on that side of the pitch. So obviously played that game, did what needed to be done and then come here straight after. When it comes to like a kind of like that sort of level, like comes to scouting, how does it work? Like what, what do the other clubs have access to with you? Is it just like why scout or something like that, where they can watch like best actions in a game and all of that stuff? Yeah. Well, Problem with the Welsh League is um, they didn't have that scouting thing. So if someone wanted to watch me play, they'd have to watch the full game. Like some games were live and uh, some games just... Every game had highlights. So that was that was obviously good. But in terms of teams, like in maybe England, they didn't cover the Welsh League as much. So it, obviously it was a bit hard. Teams were showing interest, but it was like, you know, we're going to have to pay money. And like... You can't see the things we need to say, which, you know, rightfully so, they're taking a shot in the dark there. I noticed like, that there's a, is it Scorio or something? There's a channel yeah, in Wales, because I was looking yeah. up some of your full matches on there and it's like, yeah, you actually have to like sit down and watch the whole thing, don't you? Which which gives yeah. you a more well-rounded idea of a player than just watching a highlight clip. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of them, like, if you really want to get to know me as a player, you'd have to watch the full, the full game, like, watch what I do when I'm off the ball trying to defend. Like, obviously, I do get credit for going forward, but I think I'd get less credit than what I do going back because, obviously, the highlights, in the highlights, they trim it down to four minutes. So they're going to show you getting an assist or scoring a goal. They're not going to show you chasing 20 yards back to catch someone up and win the ball back, you know? How how do Matt and Stephen sell the city here to you? Because, I mean, like, it's... You know, like Halifax isn't exactly like the centre of the universe when it comes to football. So how do they sell the city itself here to, to you to make you want to come? Well, they told me they got a project and they just showed me like this clip of like the club and what it was about. And, you know, the big factor as well was like the fans. Like, so obviously in Wales, just granted, it didn't have as many fans there and it wouldn't have as many fans compared to Halifax nowhere near, but there was still, you know, fans that you'd appreciate. And then I'd see how many fans you guys had here. And it was like, it just drawn me to it. I think I'd like, in playing in front of a crowd, like, I think I thrive off it. it. Makes me want to play better, like, for the people that are watching. 
the, the good thing is it's like there's 6,000 fans and they're pretty much all going to be home fans at the game. But like it still feels like it's small and a kind of a, a community thing. And I think they're really going to enjoy the fact that you've got 6,000 people just like wanting you to do well. You know, there's nobody kind of in the corner going, you're shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah, trust me. I already had all that hostile behavior from Wales. Like, it's just certain clubs, certain fans just did not like me. But yeah, it's good to like know that you got such a large amount of people, you know, just wanting you to do well and wanting you to play well. So like, the only thing you can give back to them is you playing well. So, so what what can what what can fans expect from you? Because like. One of the big things I'm sure you've seen that they were struggling with is goals and and stuff like that. So, like you're, yeah. I, I guess you're being brought in to try and fix that. So, what what can the fans here expect from you? And do you set yourself targets? Because I know in, in the video that Gary uh, was talking about, uh, you did an interview, and you're kind of setting yourself like little targets for the season. Do you set yourself? Tar- you're going to set yourself some targets here in Canada as well. Definitely. Like it's a new league, it's a new experience, but I feel like if you don't have goals, then you're really just taking it game by game and I like to set myself little targets I like to keep myself motivated and like my agent my agent and my parents they're really like big influences on me so they set myself like they set me targets to try and beat and you know they'll tell me what I can do better like even if I have a good game my agent will tell me you could have done this you could have done that and he's getting this ruthless mentality into my brain so every game I'm looking like I need to do this I need to do that and you know it's good to have, especially from your parents as well, because they're quite supportive from it. But they'll set me goals. They've already set me goals for the rest of the season. Where do where do you like to play? Like what the games I watch, I watched a few of the full matches, and you tended to play from the left in a front three. Is that where you're most comfortable? To be honest, that that took a bit of getting used to. Because originally I was a striker, I was a number nine. But in, as you could see, like in Wales, it's quite big defenders, big. And our, our manager just preferred a bigger set, like a bigger centre forward, someone who can hold it up and bring it down. And that's that weren't my game. My game is probably pulling off the shoulder, making a run in behind, or coming short, and just like playing from there. But yeah, um, the left wing recently. Well, I say over the past year and a half now, it's been. Um, at first, I struggled a bit. Not going to lie, like I enjoyed it, but some games I wouldn't play as well. Because I think um, it was just running at defenders. I was good at it naturally, but sometimes if the defender was smart, I'd struggle. But like I think now it's like I've got that confidence when I'm playing on the left wing. If I receive the ball, I can make something happen. I can beat my defender. So, yeah, it's just I enjoy it now because you get more of the ball and uh, you can create more chances for the team. I think, I think when you said then that you like to play on the shoulder of the defender, every single Halifax fan that just heard you saying that raised their Bible in the air and said, praise <laughs> Jesus, because that's exactly <laughs> what we need. Like, we need we need, we need pace running in behind, like playing off the shoulder. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's a massive attribute that this team is missing. So that would be a good thing yeah. to have. Well, trust me, if you see my last game, you'd see me just running in behind. For the first yeah, goal. yes, I did, yeah. Career. That was left yeah. foot as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I like using my left foot as well, as lot as well as my right. Mm. I like them both, to be honest with you. But most of the time, it's weird because if I'm on the left wing, I'll take it on my left foot. Mm. And then I, I like to mix it up because I think every defender thinks as a left winger, you just want to go inside every time. 
yeah. you can be as effective when you left being more direct. That's just something, you know, my dad's put into my head and my coaches from the past, of course. Is is there a player like like when you change positions like that and move to the left, is there a player where you're like, I'm gonna focus on what he does well in his job to kind of learn the role myself? Was there anyone like that for you? Um I don't specifically have one player, I like to pick bits off different players. So like this player will do this well, taking it on his left, but he doesn't cross the ball early enough. So and I think it's just like at first, if you look at um so do you remember when Gareth Bell played against Inter Milan? Yeah, the yes. oh, and then he's a Spurs yeah. fan, so he remembers. Yeah. So obviously I'm an Arsenal fan, I'm not a Spurs oh, fan. Mate. It's perfect. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> Arsenal! The fucking Gunners! <laughs> I'm I'm Arsenal <laughs> as well. Exactly. I'll Hopefully show you this. It'll be a good season this season. Oh, this next, uh, that's the Invincibles team. Uh, Sorry, this oh, isn't yeah. good for I've a got... podcast, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, I've got it's, not for, uh... it's not good for any time, man, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a signed Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp over in my house back at home in England, yeah. I'll tell you what, mate, about two years ago, the pandemic ruined it, but when Henri was manager of Montreal Impact, we were drawn to play them in the Canadian, like the Canadian FA Cup, basically. Henri was going to come to the Wanderers grounds and, and manage Impact, but... Yeah. COVID, COVID happened, so the game got cancelled. Oh, it's a shame. But, I yeah. know. The way Gareth Bale was just so direct, just taking out wide on his left. Obviously, he's left-footed, I'm not, but I'm still comfortable on the left foot. And just with the pace he had and just being so direct, I just thought, do you know what? I can win most foot races that I've come up against, so why can't I just do that instead of cutting inside? And when you cut inside, sometimes, like, in the Welsh League, they knew I liked cutting inside, so it bring like a centre mid over as well. So just be a double team. So I did, it weren't as easy. Whereas if I just go on my left and beat that ball back in a foot race, it's hard for that centre mid to come over. So, yeah. Have you ever, have you ever done like a false nine sort of role when you've been playing as a striker? Um, Dropping into the pockets, like, and playmaking a bit as well. No, yeah, I've done it before. Don't get me wrong. I have done it. And, um, Sometimes with Newtown, we'd set up with two strikers and we'd have one drop in, one running behind, and I'd obviously be the one running in behind. But, um, yeah, I've, I've done it before. It's just sometimes um, the only issue with it is if your team's not dominating the ball, you're sort of out of the game. So, And I think when you're a false nine, like it's really tough mentally because when you do have that one chance when you get the ball you need to make sure you're really positive with it and yeah I, I've done it before and I did enjoy it sometimes and sometimes I didn't so it's it's one of them yeah like we, we kind of that's definitely something that we've kind of struggled a little bit with this year where we like when we do have the ball the false nine kind of just gets left out of the game really like we've had like Aiden Daniels yeah. from the play because like our main player like Joe Morelli that's his role and he also got yeah. injured in the second game so we've been trying to mix it up a little bit. So it'd be kind of interesting to see where Stephen Hart kind of sees you fitting into the team. We're all kind of like uh, guessing, but I just kind of, I just kind of wanted to go back a little bit to your last game with, with, um, with uh, Newtown. So like, what, what was that experience like? Like were you kind of a little bit apprehensive in case you got injured, obviously, because it's like your big move to Canada, but then like, it was like such an important game for them and to yeah. like finish on such a high like what was the game like for yourself obviously there was worry about me getting injured um my agent had a bit of worry he was like listen you could get injured and it could wreck the whole thing do you know what it was just like 
we played them in the obviously we played them away first and when I come on for that 10 minutes I just thought like these guys I if I played 90 minutes against these guys I think we could win and like I said to the manager like you know what I think I should play next game and he said be ready for the next game and I wanted to sign off on a high, not just leaving them when they're like 1-0 down. A game that was quite winnable, if I'm being brutally honest. So, yeah, um, my parents agreed with me saying leaving on a high. And, uh, yeah, I told my agent not to worry. I just said, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm going to play the game. You don't need to worry. And you're going to be happy by the end of it. So I'm too fast. They're not going to catch me anyway to injure me, right? So. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I took a few fouls there, I'm not going to lie. He was probably turning away every time I got fouled. <laughs> How did you feel, like, walking up to that penalty at the end? I've always, I've ne- obviously never been in that position. I'm not a professional footballer, but I imagine it's fucking terrifying, to be honest. Or <laughs> <laughs> were you pretty well, cool about it? Um, I was quite chill. I'd, the thing what I did is, um, it sounds stupid, but I took off my shin pad and I threw it on the floor and the ref made me go back to it. So it was just like oh, weird. It, I know. I just thought, why do I need my shin pad for a penalty anyway? <laughs> so I'm walking back. I'm walking to get my shin pad, and then like I'm walking back up towards the goal. And like, do you know when someone says the goal looks smaller when the keeper's in it? To me, like the goal just looked massive. I didn't doubt myself. I knew I was going to score. It was just whether you know where I was putting the ball. I thought I'm going to smash it. It was 120 minutes. My legs did not have any time to do any dilly dally and placing it like I, I was gonna I thought I'm just going for the top corner and that's it and then uh yeah it went in and then yeah we were just all buzzing so so like what what, what happened then like, like obviously there's gonna be the turnaround to get back here but did you get a chance to celebrate it or was it like literally like pack your shit and get the fuck out there like what was it like after the game um after the I didn't even so after the game we had like post-match meal like some of the lads were drinking but I literally had to get an award and then um literally went straight back home just went straight back home after and then uh literally the next two days after that it was more i wouldn't say packing but it was more sorting out all the paperwork things like that and then um seeing the people i needed to see before i go and family friends so yeah to honestly i didn't even get a chance to celebrate like that i just chilled wow so uh, somebody had asked me to ask you a question. So, you know, like like the, the the Welsh League, like you were semi-pro, what's the big differences between the semi-pro setup and then you're coming into, a prof- although it's only a new professional league, but a new like a professional setup here in Halifax, what's the major differences? I think, sorry, please cause this going past. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope that's not for me. My business is legal. <laughs> 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 um, no, literally. Um, the difference is obviously um, you're training every day, and I do like training every day. I think when I'm training every day, I'll get better as a player because you're on the ball more, you're touching the ball more, you do more frequent things. And the problem with uh, the problem we had was um, we trained the least actually out out of the whole league. I probably think wow. so. We trained once a week, yeah. So once that a one, week? yeah. So like, yeah. So like that one, um, that one session we did, it was just running and football. Like, they were so big on our fitness. And then like, 
if sometimes we train twice a week don't get me wrong like some days like with the europa conference we train like three times a week like things like that but um it was just more running and there was football but there was a lot more like tactics as well so it's all like crammed into one session and then you'd get sent like um powerpoints on like whatsapp like what you need to do like the tactics things like that so it was a bit more like you have to get on top of everything so quick whereas here now it's like you got so much time to build into the week and like training today like we did a little bit of work on the pressing what we needed to do and then like it was just like okay today's only tuesday we've done a bit on the pressing like wednesday you can do what you want to do on the ball thursday friday and then it's game day but like you've got so much more prep for it whereas in wales it was like you need to make sure you're prepared in that like with everything you've got you don't have time to just prepare yourself it's like you need to you need to get it or your teams your team's screwed so, so would you guys like uh would you meet up with some of the lads like in wales they can kind of do some stuff together or is it just mostly like you're on your own and you're just given a plan to kind of get you through the week until that next train session or game well to be honest with you because i lived quite far from it, i lived like two hours two hours and 20 minutes so i was driving there so like wow when i go back yeah so i'd drive there and drive back and we train at night, so I'd get back home late at night, like maybe sometimes 12, 1, depends how late the session was, and like away games. We played an away game against this team called Penny Bond. I got back home at like 3.30. That's like insane. Things. Yeah, so there was like things like that. But like some of the lads could like go, because they were so local. Some were so local. They could go to the ground and like do extra sessions, but like with me, it was like... I needed to find someone to do like sessions with. So like I'd pay for like one-to-one sessions, one-to-one gym sessions. Like I'm keeping myself on top of things or like I'm going to the gym myself and I'm working out and I'm trying to look after myself. I'm like, there was only like, and it, it's not like I'm saying I'm weak mentally, but there's only so much motivation sometimes you can have when you're doing it yourself. Yeah. Cause you don't know the progression you're actually making. Like when you're doing it with other people, you, you're a bit more fired up and don't get me wrong. It doesn't take me much to get motivated. Like I will be motivated to do it, but it's better when you do it with other people around. That makes and that's good though. Cause it gives you like a lot of, like you get a lot of responsibility for yourself. Don't you? Like you're basically in charge of your fitness and it's, you're yeah. going to be the one that's shown up on Saturday if it's not there. So like, yeah, I, I think like with this league, a lot of new professionals had trouble with that because even though they were training every day of the week, they didn't know how to like eat right and look after themselves, but you've yeah. already kind of been doing that for yourself. So you've got a head start. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I think when I got here on Sunday, um, obviously I was in on the Monday to do medicals. Like I think on the Monday I was up by six. I was obviously they've got a gym in these apartments. So like by seven, I was just in the gym doing a little bit on the bike, a little bit on the weights, nothing major. Cause I knew I was going to have to do things in the medical, but, and then come back and have breakfast but I think it's like now that I've got access to like all these things I can do to make myself better like it's just I'd find it really easy to do like I I will have that motivation to do it quite easily because it's like I'm not going completely it's like I'm driving two hours I'm not going completely out of my way like it's there for me so I can do it have you have you had a training session yet or are you still just doing like medical stuff oh no I had my first session today how was how was the level and like from what you used to? 
Um, better players, better quality, of course, because they play every day. And um, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't feel out of place at all, if, I, if I'm being honest. It's like, I always back myself when I go into a new environment, wherever I go. You need to back yourself up, otherwise you're just shying away. Mm-hmm. But like, I enjoyed it, quite frankly. But I, you know, I didn't expect myself to like, be like, oh, amazing, stand out. Like, because I was just saying to myself, like, listen, you've only got here two days ago, you're flying, you've just done medicals, you'll be tired, just literally do what you do best, get through the session, and then just build it on throughout the week. So I saw that on the, the Wanderers uh, social media today that you were on Jeremy's team and you won your game and stuff like that. So, Gary, you need to kind of stay on top of your uh, social media stuff, but Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, how difficult is it going to be to like? You've basically got to remember twenty-two guys' names <laughs> by, <laughs> by by the weekend when people are shouting like Aiden, Aiden's on, or Jeremy's on, and like you've got to learn everyone's names. Uh, do you know? What? I think I should go on the website and look at the squad list. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to see everybody with like little name badges on their jerseys. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm just like like I'm still trying to get people's names of course because it's a big squad yep. it is yep. a big squad so it's like it's just like okay i need to remember him 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 <laughs> yeah yeah so, so it's like i'm calling for the board i'm just saying yes I'm like yes yep. <laughs> mate <laughs> you yeah, yeah mate you ball. <laughs> so, so so this is obviously isn't your first kind of steps into the professional game because you were with uh, Shrewsbury Town uh, and stuff like that. So you grew up in their academy, I think, right? So just to kind of give yeah. people a background of where you started off, like what was it growing, what's it like growing up in an academy system in, in England and like how cutthroat is it? Um, to be honest with you, so my mum and dad never let me play academy football properly. They let me go on trials, experience it, what it was like, like how big the gap is maybe. But they never actually let me um, play academy football. Like, even when I was living in Liverpool, they'd never let me play because they thought um, academy football, like, took a lot out of your school and they were quite big on my education. And also, it was like, you'd miss so much of school and then let's say if you get released, like, you've got so much catching up to do on school. Whereas um, they let me... So I think when we moved to Birmingham, they said, now you can take your football a bit more serious. So then... I think I was just playing like Sunday league games and I like, had interest in like um, Coventry, Warsaw, West Brom, Wolverhampton and then Shrewsbury. And uh, at first I was going to go to Wolverhampton, but they were only offering a year when I was like 14. And uh, Shrewsbury said like, we'll let you stay until your scholarship to make wow. like let you make a decision. Um, so my dad said, you know, Wolverhampton obviously are championship side they were think they were championship at the time their championship side that will be in the premier league like you can say you're playing for a premier league club but if you want to develop as a player and get better obviously you want to be at shrewsbury so um my dad said yes to shrewsbury and then um i just went by the years to be honest with you like it was um it was never i wouldn't say i ever struggled personally i think at my age groups i was always the best player but it was when I was making that transition when I was 16 or not, I was 15, sorry. And I was playing with the older players. So it was like, you're not the, you're not the quickest on the pitch anymore. There's players quicker than you. They're bigger than you. They're stronger than you. So it was like, 
making that adjustment was so hard because you need to be smarter technically. But I think they were putting me in there early. So when I did go into that youth team, when I was playing people my age, that I could be better as a player because I could do the technical side and I could do the physical side. But Shrewsbury was good. Um, it was a good experience. And then um got my scholarship early. I think I was 15. I got my pro contract um, at 17. So everything was early. Everything was good. But I think I just, different managers. And like the two managers that were there, they really liked me. And then the next one after that, um, you weren't a fan. But do you know what? You can't be everyone's cup of tea, can you? I, yeah. I didn't take it. Didn't take it to heart. Like, but I think after Shrewsbury, I think I took a year off football. Wow. I just couldn't, yeah. Like COVID hit. And then, um, yeah, I just took a year off because I think I went on trials with uh, Watford. And uh, the trials actually went really well. So I went home on the Friday and they said, listen, we've got our decision. Can you come back on the Sunday? And then my agent said, well, why would they make you come all the way back to Watford if it was just going to be negative? And then he told me that, oh, you're a really good player told me everything I wanted to hear but he said I feel like you'd be better in like league two sides league one sides or national league and the only issue like I didn't mind him saying that but the only issue was um my mum and dad paid for me to stay over there so they paid like 600 700 pound out their pocket for me to stay in hotels get ubers like travel down so it was like you made me like spend another 200 pounds just to tell me I should be in like lower leagues and after that, I think it was just like, I just said, you know, I'm done with football. So Jeez. I stopped playing. I just, I just, uh, I think at that point I had in my head, I thought I was always confident in myself, but I thought like, I'm not good enough. So I just stopped playing and like a year was gone. And I was just like, I think that was probably the most like mentally depressed time I had because I just, I weren't doing anything. I weren't going out, like kicking a ball, like being active. I was just sitting around and, uh, yeah, Newtown asked me to like come back and sign properly instead of just like obviously when I was first there, I was on loan. So uh, at first I said no, and like I said no a couple times, and then I think it came to my birthday, and then I, I don't know what made me change my mind. To be honest with you, I think I was just with my friends for birthday, and I just thought like, Do you know what, let's just give it another crack and let's see where it takes us. So yeah. And, takes you, you know, takes you glad, to Canada. <laughs> takes me to Canada, yeah. But like, like, I'm glad, I'm glad I made that decision. Like, it, it, it's it's just horrible. Like, you know, like I've talked to quite a few people that have kind of gone through the system in England, and it's just so, it is so cutthroat that they kind of just, you know, there's so many people going through the system. They can just like basically treat you like shit, um, and just expect you to just pick up the pieces yourself and move on. Like, sounds like you're really lucky that you had a very strong family around you to kind of like guide you the right way but not a lot lot of people don't have that so yeah no every time you know I thank I thank God for the parents I got because they were literally around me like so I said I didn't want to play football they didn't force me back into it but when it did hit my birthday and I was going like I was going away with my friends for my birthday for like two nights um my mum was just like listen it's been like a year now Mm -hmm. since you've like done anything so we need to really start considering what you want to do with your life because you're going to be 20 now. So if you don't want to play football, you need to think, do you want to get a degree? Do you want to get a job? And then um, she said, like, personally, I think you'd be wasting the talent if you stopped. And you've done so much. Like, 
in the past couple of years and you've never had setbacks before and this is your one setback so and do you know what when she said that I just thought like I'm not gonna let one thing just knock me down completely like that like I just knew I was good enough to get back into it I just needed the right platform and Newtown gave me that right platform to do it what did what did your parents say when you told them about Canada they knew before me I did that. So I called them and they were like, they were like, oh wow. I was just like, oh. I just know when my, I know when my mum's like, she's like, she's lying. So I'm like, yeah, you already knew. And she's like, yeah, yeah, your agent told us. So I was like, oh, okay. So they were like little calendar flags on FaceTime. Oh, honestly, they were, my mum was really happy. Like she was so happy, but obviously when I left, she was crying. So. But you know, mothers are always going to be yeah. like that, aren't they? That's true. Yeah. So, so like how um, you, like I know you saw in your interview or the the little press release to give it that you were you were shown a few games. So, like, have you actually got to see much of the CPL at all? Like, have you watched some game videos and like what you think of the the, the standard and what what we're trying to get together here in Canada? There's some good players. Like, there's two players. That have got, yeah, like, yes. Yeah, and playing, yeah, but, but they obviously yeah. got me. Yeah, I seen one of them like one of their misses like that. That's how I fully got introduced to the person. But like, he's obviously a good player because he's gone to yeah. Scottish Prem sides. There's also another. He's the top scorer right now. He's he's 19. Yeah, Peppel. Uh, mm. Peppel. Yeah, so he's going to Luton, I think, isn't he? I read yeah, he's going to Luton going or Northampton. Yeah, he's going. I got told he's going to Luton. Yeah, I yeah. think he was on he's trial a... with Northampton and probably on trial with Luton as well and got signed by Luton. Yeah. Yeah. So. He looked like a good player as well, and he's top goal scorer as well. So, um, yeah, there's there's good players in the city, and there's good players on our team as well. We've got, obviously got quality, and uh, that's what you want, really. You want to be surrounded by players with quality, because when you're surrounded by players with quality, you get better yourself. Because, you know, what they do so well will complement you in a way. Like, in the midfield, a good pass with the ball. Like, I'm hoping for him to put it in behind for me, or put it to my feet so I can run at people. So, yeah. Like the league is good and it's definitely good for young players like me trying to, you know, obviously challenge themselves in a different environment because, yeah, granted, if you're playing in England, but if you go to a new country and you haven't experienced it before and there's a lot of pressure, sometimes other players don't deal with it better, you know, they don't deal with it better than other players. So, like, I think here is a good experience for me personally just so in the future, if I ever did make that sort of move, I'd know what to expect. I'd be settled, I'd be calm, and I'd just focus on my football. I think that's the kind of the league is selling itself as being a bit of a stepping stone league like that, because I'm sure I'm sure the club have talked to you about this, but the media company that film all the games and put all the games out on TV and stuff is Media Pro, who also do La Liga, and they used to do the French League as well. So it's like a really, really high production value. So like... Yeah. I think the league is saying to players like from your, with your profile who have come from like league football in England, like we're going to, we're going to basically give you this amazing platform. MLS clubs watch. We know like Scottish Prem clubs watch, we know championship clubs watch and stuff. So I think yeah. that's, that's one of the big selling points for the league is you're basically in a shop window from day one. Yeah, exactly. And that was the thing that uh, drove me here. My agent said it's, it's a new platform and you'll have more eyes on you. And it's like, it's just a lot more exposure than what I had in the Welsh League, of course. So I was never going to turn down the opportunity to play, to be honest with you, here. 
I think that's what that's one of the big things. Like I mean, like the like Akio and Latouri and Peppel, like they probably would have been just gone by the wayside if it hadn't been for the Canadian Premier League because all we had were the three MLS teams here. That was the only professional team. So the fact that it's yeah. given people a second chance and like it's that's the best thing about it, I think. It's like, you know, you give these guys who never would have had a chance probably to play in Europe like another like a crack at it and you know down the road hopefully that's what's going to happen to you man because you know like obviously we want everybody to stay here forever but at the same time like we can't hold back what people want to do right so yeah exactly hopefully like um yeah i just have to see how things go really but obviously i'm trying to i want to try and make a bit of a statement this season that's what i want to try and push for and uh i know obviously it's not going to be easy not everything just falls into your hands you've got to work for it so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put the work in. Yeah, like like no pressure on you, but like you're 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 here to get us into the playoffs. So if we don't, the whole season's <laughs> right off. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a couple of people had some questions for you. So um like here we play on an awful lot of artificial pitches because of the weather and stuff like that. So have you had yeah. an experience of playing on artificial pitches? And what's the furthest you've ever traveled before for an away game? Yeah, Wales is artificial, so most of the pitches are artificial. And uh, does that include like Europa Conference League, sort yeah. of? Or was it? Um, how long did the Faroe Islands take us? Well, including like cancelled flights, things like that. So it took us like literally like near enough. I'm going to say, I'm going to push like 16, 17 hours, probably towards 20. I wasn't keeping track because I was trying to make myself fall asleep. Holy shit. Yeah, we had a cancelled flight, so we had to go in a hotel, but we were only in the hotel for like four hours. was up by two. Um, Two to the airport. Flight was at 5.30. Got the flight. Was in Norway. Waited in Norway for three hours. Then went to Faroe Islands and then got to Faroe Islands in like two hours. And then, literally, I was on the coach as well. So, wow! And then, uh, <laughs> that is insane. Because here, like, obviously, like the reason why somebody asked that is that it's uh, is it the longest now, like the longest away away fixture in the world, like yeah. between Halifax and Victoria. Yeah, yeah so, so we, we've yeah. played them away twice already. So we won't we won't have that game again this season, will we? No, yeah, thank God it. for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know whether it's going to take you, like, hopefully, it wouldn't take you like 20 hours to fucking get there. Though. That sounds terrific. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, uh, That's another reason not to go to the Faroe Islands. Um, so, so um, honestly, it's a beautiful country, though. I'll, I'll give it that. Some of their stadiums hell. are mental, aren't they? They're so cool, some yeah. of their stadiums. Yeah, the thing is about there. So, like, when we got them, I did my research on it because I always like to research like where we're going. Um, the sun's up for twenty hours of the day. Can you imagine that? Like, that's that's fucked. Mm, <laughs> Literally, and like, uh, you can't you can't leave your door open in the hotel because the sheep will just come in. They will. <laughs> they, we learned that the hard way. They'll come in. They will come in your room. Does that not happen in Wales? <laughs> No, I don't stay there. I just drive two hours. <laughs> There's sheep in your room for another reason. Um, so, <laughs> oh my days! I'm and, not uh, part of that. I'm, I'm English. <laughs> I can take that up with my old teammates. <laughs> yeah, there goes uh, 
There goes Bentner walking. I don't know what food he's got. Nicholas Bentner. Uh, Corey Bentner. Yeah, yeah, Corey. <laughs> I'm trying to see if he's got any fatty foods to snitch on him. He's your English ally. I know. Well, I can pass him a pizza. <laughs> no, do you know what? It's not even that bad. He's got he's, he's got some bread and a drink, so I'm going to let him off. If not, I was going to snitch. I was going to take a picture. <laughs> that's a that's the headline for the pod. Our new signing is a grass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if, anything to secure that start at eleven spot exactly. for the weekend. <laughs> He was up. He was up till one AM drinking, eating fat. Oh food. my god! That's, that's why he's in. That, that's why he's in that real one as well. He's just there with a pair of binoculars, just watching everybody come and go. Watch so watching what all the watching what they're all doing. I mean, you don't know what their names are, but no. So and so for ponytail was doing this. The big tall lad with the mustache. Yeah, he was up to no good. So uh, man, oh. it, it's been it's been amazing. Like like getting to know you. Um, the, the fans like. You know, it's great that you're here. As I said, like we've we've been struggling for goals, so hopefully you're going to help uh, turn it all around. No pressure. Um, yeah. So yeah, man. So uh, are you, how are you? Are you excited for the game on, on Saturday? Like, are you like pumped up for it? And um, yeah, what what are your yeah. thoughts? Um, I'm fired up because it's a home game as well. But I really am pumped up. It's like, so I was. I wanted to make sure. Well, we were waiting for my international clearance, but come through yesterday, so. I'm all good nice. to go, so I'm, I am Sweet. pumped up. So, like, whether that's me coming off the bench, whether that's me starting, I am pumped up to, like, play. I'm just looking forward to it, to be honest with you. It's new challenge. Like, I just... Do you know when you just want to see, like, what the league's like? You want to suss it out, things like that. And, you know, some people it takes a few games, but I just want to, like, try and hit the ground running straight away. That's my goal. I think that's anyone's goal, but... The good thing is that you've been kind of playing games you're not coming in like cold like i mean you've been having some games already so you're already match fit in a way right so yeah but yeah i had 120 minutes just last thursday <laughs> there you go see perfect yeah. <clears throat> that was like my first game in over a month that game was wow and they made you play 120 yeah. minutes holy shit i didn't even know i had 120 minutes on my legs <laughs> <laughs> But the, the, um, you're you're gonna love the you're gonna love the Wanderers ground, man. It's a lot of fun. Like the the, the fans are really nice. Uh, the 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 chants are all very complimentary. Uh, Gary's probably the loudest. He's like you know he's a bit of a hooligan. This lad, he's brought that Arsenal thing over with him. So yeah, man. Ivory library. <laughs> yeah, mate. The, the 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 grass the grass pitch is amazing as well. I, I assume you'll train it. on. Yeah, we'll train on it. I've already had a look at the ground. To be fair. So I can imagine it being really loud because it seems like the fans are so close to the pitch. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the it's like the most like ghetto stadium in the world. It's like it's literally like somebody just came along with a load of scaffolding mm. that they found on a building site and just went like, "Here you go." <laughs> <laughs> I, but, do you know what the thing is? I, I don't know why, but I, I do love the stadium. I don't know what it is about it, but I think it's got a bit of like. I think it's because I've obviously seen, yeah, videos when fans are there, so it's got a bit of culture to it. If you if you get it, yeah, yeah I, I they 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 want to build a permanent stadium there, which will be amazing. But like, I've got a soft spot for it, like it is as well. Like, I think it's yeah, you got loads and loads of character, and it's a bit dirty, it's a bit grimy, it's yeah, it's wicked. Like change yeah. rooms that are like all shipping containers. It's, yeah, uh, it's definitely <laughs> different. Do you know what I was? 
I was walking into the change. It's surprisingly really nice on the inside. They've done a good job of it, man. They really have. Yeah. For, for like what they've done. the Welsh changing rooms, trust me. Trust <laughs> <laughs> sure. me on this. Change rooms like that, I'll take any day of the week. <laughs> there, there, there's functioning toilets in the one here in Halifax. So. <laughs> it's, we, don't, we don't even have running water, do we? No, it's like, like we, we have like, like porta potties everywhere. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> but hey, man, it, it is what it is. And it kind of adds to the charm for all. So, man, thank you so much for giving us so much time. Uh, I know like you've got so much on the go. Um, we're really looking forward to, to Saturday and hopefully we'll get to see you at the game. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll be... Uh getting on that pitch and uh, giving you guys something to cheer about yeah we're definitely looking forward to man have a good one appreciate it cheers Cheers. thanks Thanks, buddy cheers buddy